Welcome to episode three of Many Parts, One Love. This is a premium podcast for members of the interior therapist community. It is so good to be with you today. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Peter Melanoski, IFS therapist, clinical psychologist. I'm here with a basic introduction on how to work with parts, your own parts, your clients' parts, around the personal relationship with God the Father, Jesus the Son, the Holy Spirit, Mother Mary, the saints, and the angels, including guardian angels. This premium podcast grew out of the work with the preparation for transcendence groups. These are the advanced groups within the interior therapist community. So glad to be with you again. And so when we're thinking about connecting parts in a personal and intimate relationship, including them in our personal and intimate relationship with God the Father, Jesus, with the Holy Spirit, with Mother Mary, where do we start? Where do we start? We start with the primary conditions for secure attachment. This is really, really important. I'm drawing so much from Daniel P. Brown and David S. Elliott, their 2016 book, Attachment Disturbances in Adults, Treatment for Comprehensive Repair. In their review of the literature, they came up with five primary conditions for secure attachment. They looked at all kinds of research, all kinds of studies. These five things came up over and over again. So we start with those primary conditions for secure attachment. We need to realize that many of our parts have very powerful and intense reactions to the idea of being in relationship with God. Every part of us that is not in right relationship with the self has a distorted God image, a warped understanding of who God is. And we'll talk about that a little bit more. There's a whole bunch more of this in episodes 23 to 29 of the Interior Integration for Catholics podcast. That's the main podcast I do that's available publicly. We spend those six or seven episodes talking all about God images. So when I'm talking about right relationship between a part and the self, what am I talking about? Well, I'm talking about the part not being blended or fused with the self, not having taken over the self, not driving the bus. The part is also not being exiled or blocked by protector parts from relationship with the self. And so when a part is in right relationship with the self, there's this possibility for connection and communication. Now, it doesn't mean that the part needs to be actively relating or communicating with the self in the moment. Rather, it means that the part has a real connection with the self and that connection can be activated. The part can access the self within a reasonable time period when it wants to. In other words, the part can reach out to the self and the self can respond. That's when a part is in right relationship with the self. Now, whenever a part is not in right relationship with the self, it's going to inevitably have distorted ideas of God. And these distorted ideas of God are drawn from its experience, its relational experience particularly, and especially how that part construed those experiences. Remember, parts are often phenomenologically very young. 
and they use patterns of thinking that are very childlike. They generalize from their experience of parent figures, their experience of authority figures, their experience of, of spiritual figures like clergy. They generalize those experiences to God. You can think about this in psychodynamic terms as they have transferences to God, right? So normal attachment injuries in good families corrupt and distort God images. We're talking about just the everyday little times when parents aren't attuned to kids, when there's a lot going on. Those kinds of things happen and they distort God images. And no parent can escape this. No mother, no father can escape this. God, though, has a plan for every little attachment injury, every major attachment injury, every wound that happens. What happens is that when these parts experience those injuries, they get caught often like a fly in amber. Time doesn't heal these God images. Now, Richard Swartz talked about how internal family systems is, quote, attachment taken inside, end quote. He argues that the self is an important attachment figure and that parts need to come to trust the self and to see the self as a secure base, to use the self as a secure base. And I agree with this wholeheartedly. In addition, and Schwartz doesn't talk as much about this, I see the self as the mediator between the parts and God in most situations. Why is that? Well, because God doesn't intrude upon us. He doesn't invade us. He doesn't force himself upon us. The self is the core of us. Schwartz describes it as the seat of consciousness. And it should be the decision maker. It should be the gatekeeper in terms of how much we allow ourselves to be in relationship with God or not. So I'm not sure if the self is perfect, right? Schwartz argues that it is. I'm not sure that the self can't be malicious. Schwartz argues that it can't be. I just don't know. I don't know how the self has been impacted by original sin. It's astonishing how much I don't know about the self with regard to what we know from philosophy and especially from theology. I just don't know. But I do know that the self is an important attachment figure and that if the part trusts the self, then the self can be a mediator between God and the part, or it can be, the self can be a mediator between Mary and the part, or between the part and an angel or a saint. This seems very ordered to me. Now, I've worked with a lot of clinicians, many of them Catholic, uh, some of them uh, Protestants, evangelicals. Some clinicians want to try to connect the part with God when the person has very little self-energy. And you know what? Sometimes that works. That can work at times. Remember, God is very respectful of our freedom. He has given us this radical freedom. He doesn't want to intrude or invade, even if our uber-Catholic standard bearer parts want him to take us over by force. When a clinician does try to connect a client's part directly to God, I wonder if the self of the therapist is actually being the bridge. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, let's go back to, to attachment, right? What parts need is to be able to trust, and they need to be able to trust a self. So I'm wondering if in those situations, the parts are trusting the therapist's self to mediate between 
it and God. In other words, the part is finding the safety and security needed to risk this terrible encounter with God, not so much in God, but in the self of the therapist, right? Because parts need a self. They're lost without a self. So they can substitute the therapist self for their own self if they need to. Now, because I play the long game, I really want to think about like what's best in the long run. I really want the client's parts to trust the client self as soon as possible. Because for 167 hours of the week, I'm not in contact with that client. The therapist is not in contact with that client. So that client doesn't have access to myself or to the therapist self in the same way as the one hour or 90 minutes that that client is in session with me during a week. So we want to build this foundation. We want to trust in the client's self. We want to empower the client to be able to have his self or herself come forward, right? And I, as a clinician, want to get out of the way. I want to make myself unnecessary in the client's personal relationship with God. I want to make myself unnecessary in that process of the client being able to bring these alienated, these isolated parts to God. This can be a real issue for parts of the therapist that need to be needed. Right? This, this can be an issue for parts of the therapist that want to have an important role in the client's spiritual world and that can be unwittingly in, inserting themselves unnecessarily into that relationship. Now, I've got a history of this. I'll be honest about this. There have been times where I have wanted clients really to need me. And so I've made myself more important. I've unwittingly, parts of me unwittingly inducing dependency, unnecessary dependency. This was much earlier in my, my career so that I could have a sense of being needed, of being important and so forth. So we want to really be careful that we're not doing for clients what their selves can do for them. Right? That's why St. John the Baptist is our patron in the interior therapist community. He, the therapist self is to point the way to Christ, right? And the way to Christ is through the client's self in the long run. Remember, St. John the Baptist said, he must increase and I must decrease, right? So St. John the Baptist was a bridge to Jesus for St. John the Baptist's own disciples. Remember, St. John the Baptist had his own disciples, and they had to make this transition from following St. John the Baptist to following Christ. It wasn't an easy transition for them. There was questions. There was doubts about that. I think there's an analogy to when we're working with folks that are very blended, have complex trauma, that transition for the client's parts to trust first the therapist self often, but then as soon as possible, trusting the client self. So there's this question of timing, and we Catholic clinicians can disagree. Now, Dr. Peter Martin, who many of you know, some of you have trained with, he brings in God, Mary and the saints, as resource figures, or as IFS would say, spiritual guides, earlier in the work than I do. And he does really good work. I respect him as a colleague, as a psychologist, and as a friend. And maybe at some point we can have a discussion or even a friendly debate about what time, like what's the timing about bringing in um, God and Mary and the saints 
in the Philosopher's Cafe. Remember, we have this monthly Philosopher's Cafe where we talk about some of these things. So there can be differences of opinion about this, and it's far from a settled question. But since this is uh, since this is my premium podcast, right, I get to tell you what I think. <laughs> so primary conditions for secure attachment. Let's go back to Brown and Elliot. Now, ultimately, we are looking for each person to attach securely with God in the three persons and with Mary. Now, I have a special focus as a clinician on clients being able to attach across parts with God the Father and with Mary our mother. And why? Because they are our spiritual parents. They are our primary parents. Our earthly parents, our biological parents, our natural parents, they're all secondary parents. Our primary parents God the Father, and Mary, our mother. With all the complex trauma that I work with in my clients, I'm dealing with father wounds and mother wounds all the time. Now, we need to remember that in God's providence, he only allowed all those wounds to happen via his passive will in order to draw greater good from them. This is Romans 8.28. We know that in everything God works for good, for those who love him, who are called according to his purpose, right? We know that God works for good in everything, even in the attachment injuries, even in the relational wounds, even in the traumas that we experience in childhood that create distortions in our God images that alienate parts from the self. All of that can work together for good. Let's go back to these two conditions, the first two conditions for secure attachment. Again, Daniel Brown, David Elliott, Attachment Disturbances in Adults, 2016 book. What first one is felt safety and protection. Felt safety and protection. The second one is feeling seen, known, heard, and understood. Feeling seen, known, heard, and understood. Basically, attunement, right? having having attunement right so let's go to this first one felt safety and protection whenever you're working with a part especially when you're dealing with anything related to god you need to ask the question who is going to protect the part and who does the part think is going to protect itself right not just the whole person not other parts in the client system or in our own systems but that part our target part where is that part going to look for security where is that part going to look for safety where is that part going to look for protection right and here is where a catholic standard bearer or some other uber catholic part may want to jump in with a theologically correct answer about god's protection might want to quote the 23rd psalm the lord is my shepherd i shall not want that answer is not going to cut any ice with a part that's alienated from the self and thus has these distorted god images remember the first primary condition for secure attachment is Felt safety and security. That safety and security, that safety and protection, that has to be felt by the part. Not just by other parts in the system, not just by the self, but by the target part. Obviously, God and Mary can provide safety and protection. But the images of God and Mary that that part has may already be so corrupted that it's just not phenomenologically possible for that part to jump into that in a way that seems safe at all. 
what do we have left then? Well, sometimes these exiled parts, these disconnected parts, are really open to the possibility of having a relationship with the self because they didn't even know that they had a self or their ideas of the self were really abstract. And when the self reaches out to the part, sometimes there's not a lot of baggage. Now, sometimes there is. Sometimes the part's upset that the self didn't protect them or the self didn't provide safety and security. But a lot of times there's not a lot of issues like that. And so the first relationship is the part experiencing the love from, from its own self, from the self within the system, reflecting that love, reflecting that warmth, reflecting that attunement. And then when that relationship is, is, is established, then the self can be that bridge between the part and God. Because, at, because the part has somebody to rely on, somebody that it feels safe, that it feels protected by, it has the self when you're entering into that relationship with God. And the beautiful thing about the client self playing that role is that then the person can bring that part into relationship with God at any point, right? doesn't rely on the therapist self. As long as the client self is free enough, has enough recollection, has enough, in IFS terms, self-energy to provide that bridge, and as long as that part's connected enough with the self and other parts aren't interfering so much, well, then it can all work out beautifully in prayer. So that first primary condition for, for secure attachment is felt safety and protection. Now, Brown and Elliot don't talk about this in terms of parts, but I think we need to be looking at this part by part. How is each part feeling about some potential encounter with God, right? Because, and we're going to be broadening that out to looking across all the parts in the system, right? So the second primary condition for secure attachment is feeling seen, known, heard, and understood. So the question is, who is going to see hear, know, and understand the part, right? Now, there's a choice here. We can start with God or Mary or a saint seeing and hearing and knowing and understanding the part. We can start with the client's self. We can start with the therapist's self seeing and hearing and knowing and understanding the part, right? So, so the question becomes a clinical decision, right? If the client doesn't have the self-energy, to be able to connect and see and hear and know and understand the part. And it's not safe for that to happen within the client system because other parts don't trust the efficacy or the ability of the self to do that role, to govern and to lead and to love. Then the client may need the therapist self to be in that role. Right now, if the client is in a really good place with a lot of self energy and no parts are being neglected, no parts are being left behind, they may have the capacity to start directly with God or Mary being in relationship. Or they might be able to start with their guardian angel because that's not a threatening figure or whatever. But that assumes that a fair amount of work has already been happening, I think, between the client's parts and the client's self, that there's a good relationship there where the parts can rely on the client's self to, to really be that bridge and to provide safety and security if they, if they get a little edgy about you know who this God really is. Because remember, as Mr. Badger told us in the Chronicles of Narnia, he's not a tame God, right? There are things that happen that are un unpredictable or unexpected sometimes in relationship with God. So let's see, how do we get there with parts, right? Well, first of all, we want to remember to be really patient and gentle. 
And remember that it can take time to build that trust, to build that attachment, for the self to be a secure base where parts can begin to consider new ways of interacting with God, to have the healing that comes from an experiential connection with God. Right? So patience and gentleness. Secondly, curiosity, openness, and receptivity to whatever we find within ourselves or to whatever we find within our clients if we're working with our clients, right? We want to be open and receptive. We want to really work on those first two criteria, those first two conditions for secure attachment, felt safety and felt protection, and then also a sense of being seen, heard, known, and understood. We create a space for parts to come to us. We don't chase parts. We work by invitation. We work by collaboration. And some, the, some therapists' approach seems more like a rodeo. We're going after the trauma. We're going after the, tra- the target traumatic memory. We're going, af- we're going to go in and get that exile. We're going to ride that exile down. We're going to rope it like a calf. We're going to tie it up, and we're going to minister to its wounds. We're going to heal that injury. We've got this agenda. Damn the torpedoes. Full speed ahead. And now I'm mixing my metaphors because there aren't any torpedoes at rodeos, but I think you get what I mean. All right. So with our clients, it's really important that therapists do their own work. It's really important that we be recollected as therapists, that we really be in self, that we really be unblended when we're working with spiritual phenomena with our clients. We always start with ourselves as therapists. The therapist's self needs to be a safe and secure base if needed by the client, right? And then we create the conditions for the client's self to be able to lead as much as possible, create the conditions to facilitate unblending within the client's system. Now, a useful tool can be this parts description worksheet that I came up with a few years ago, especially the backside of that parts description worksheet. That can be helpful because on that backside of that part description, parts description worksheet, there are all kinds of questions that come up uh, that you can begin to fill in as you begin to connect with parts around their God images, right? You can come to know what the parts God image is like. You can ask questions like, who is God? What is God like, right? primary difficulties with God? Like what's the part's concerns about God? What are the primary ways that the part relates to God in that default God image, right? And it could be for the three persons of God too, right? Parts can have very different experiences of God the Father versus God the Son versus God the Holy Spirit. The ways that the part relates or doesn't relate with the Blessed Virgin Mary, there can be all kinds of indicators about what happens spiritually when this part blends or when this part is exiled. There are spiritual strengths and weaknesses and vulnerabilities that this part can have. So there could be theological difficulties that this part has with Catholicism, all kinds of special insights that this part needs to hold on to, that needs to remember when it's somehow disconnected from the self and so forth. So we talk about spiritual needs that this part has, what kinds of attachment healing it needs, and helpful prayer styles for this part. There's all kinds of things on that, on that, on that backside of that parts description worksheet that can be really helpful. And so with that introduction, we're going to wrap it for this episode where we're going to do some, um, in the preparation for transcendence groups, we're going to do some, some practicing with this and, 
And in the next episode, I'm actually going to walk you through an exercise where we get in touch with a part around its relationship with one of the persons of the Trinity or with Mary. So thank you for being with me, and we'll see you on the other side. Let's invoke our patroness and our patron, Our Lady, Our Mother, Untire of Knots. Pray for us, St. John the Baptist. Pray for us. Thank you.